0: Hello and welcome to my 20th podcast and um, it's the month of October so I'm going to be talking about what's on going on in the uh, dog world in October and also about some other news facts as well. I hope you enjoy. So we all know that in Britain we spend millions of pounds on pampering our dogs and spoiling them um, with gifts and clothing. And Personalised Gift Shops has listed its top 10 selling pet gifts and the top present that we buy our dogs at the moment is a personalised stainless steel bowl with best dog written on it. And that's at number one, closely followed by a personalised pink dog collar. So you can put your name of your dog onto it. So they're the two top selling things at the moment. But mostly we spend our money on treats and obviously clothes for our dogs. So that's a debatable one, whether dogs should wear clothes. Um, raincoats and things like that on certain dogs is a must. But yeah, I don't know about T-shirts, and. but we've all done it, haven't we? <laughs> so what's going on in October for dogs and uh, for us to take our dogs too? Well, October the 3rd which is right now, 7.30 to 10.30pm, the Top Dog Film Festival tour at the Lighthouse Theatre in Dorset. And also October the 9th as well is the same. And uh, that's in Bath, so if you're in those areas. And there's also another one on the 30th of October, the Top Dog Film Festival, which is in Dorking in Surrey. So you've got three places there. You've got Paul, Bath or Surrey. And the prices are around 12 to 14 pounds and it's the cinematic canine celebration featuring inspiring and entertaining stories of people and their dogs from independent filmmakers around the world sounds quite interesting and then on october the 12th and 13th from 10am till 5pm there is the ever popular discovery dogs at the xl london royal victoria dock and that's in the royal docks london e16 Um, Don't miss London's biggest canine event where you can get up close and personal with hundreds of dogs, chat to their owners and handlers, watch world-class displays and competitions. And also you can do a lot of shopping there. There's some really good stands there and they sell some really bespoke um, gadgets and very useful tools as well. So really worth a look around. Um, There'll be um, something for every member of the family from meeting more than 200 breeds of dogs And cheering on the agility competitions. And also there's a cuddle corner as well. Which sounds really good for the kids as well. So the cost in advance is £15 for adults. £12 for children 9 to 15 years old. um, Free for children under 8. So if you want to go as a family. It's not too much of an expensive day out. And I've been a few times. and, And the Discovery Dogs is very, very good to go to. And that is on October the 12th and 13th. 10 till 5pm what else is going on on October the same time October the 12th to 13th as well there's the Sanford Parks Lido Dog Swim and that is in Cheltenham Gloucestershire owners and their canine companions can have a really splashing time in the main pool at this end of season event and that costs £10 for a half an hour session so that's quite good fun, if you wanted to book it's on uh, www.active.com Cheltenham, Gloucester, water sports. So have a look for that if you fancy going for a swim with your dog right at the end of the season. Um, On October the thirteenth, well, there's a lot going on that weekend. Hampstead Heath Schnauzer 2019, and it's in the fairground car park, East Heath Road, Hampstead, London NW3. Part of a nationwide collection of walks aimed at bringing together Schnauzers and their humans and other canine friends while raising awareness of puppy farms and money to benefit rescue dogs. There's no fee of the cost to join into it, but all donations go towards Berkshire-based Diane Brinklecombe Animal Rescue Centre are encouraged. For more information, you can go to www.schnauzerfest.org. So they all sound very um, interesting for October. So if you haven't got anything to do, you can have a look at one of those if you live in those areas and enjoy. So what is the worst thing when you take your dog out for a walk that can happen? For me, it is definitely fox's poo. (laughs) Well, my little Rocky, the Yorkie, who I've spoken about many times before, he has done it twice this week. One of the days we went over to a really nice area called Gospeck Fields, where it's a Roman um, sort of uh, marked out ruins there. And uh, he found a big, big lump of fox's poo he was off the lead so i couldn't get to him in time and i looked round, and what's he doing he's upside down rolling around as much as he can covering his body in the whole smell and he had a jumper on as well so that was obviously ruined and uh he was loving it so by the time i called him off and called him back over he had pretty much all of it on him so we had to bear that in the car on the way home and then as soon as we got home straight in the bath showered him off if you want to see that, it's on my Twitter account, which is Paul Dungy. And I showed the video on there. And uh, he's just sitting there feeling very sorry for himself while I'm showering him off and making him smell nice again. But, yeah, just wonder what you think is the worst thing we're on a walk. That, for me, is probably the uh, the ultimate, getting that horrible smell. Because you can really struggle to get that smell out, can't you? And he's done it twice this week. God, dear. So, obviously, dogs... Um, It goes back into their DNA, really, of why they mask themselves. And um, going back to when, you know, dogs were more wild and and wolf-like, they would cover themselves in the scent of the prey they were going to stalk and catch. So when the the animal smelt into the air to see if there were any predators around, all they would smell was their own kind. So that's really why it goes back to that. A lot of people think it's uh, they love the smell just as a perfume and that sort of thing. But the actual original reason why a dog will cover itself especially around the shoulders and the neck they love to rub themselves there is so they can uh in the into the air when another dog picks up a scent or or the animal that they're going to go after is so they uh they can actually get closer to that animal without being smelt as a dog rather than a fox or whatever else they've rolled in so yeah so um i'm sure we all go through that as dog owners and it's not very pleasant So just looking at a breed that I hadn't really ever known about, really, I was out um, recently and I saw what I thought was a Yorkshire Terrier, but it turned out to be a Silky Terrier, which is originally from Australia. And they come; they're about they're small. They're about twenty-three centimeters to twenty-three to twenty-six centimeters in size, and they're all shades of the blue and tan, a bit like a Yorkie. Um, in some ways the Australian Silky Terrier looks like the Yorkshire Terrier with his long flowing black and tan coat and centre parting as well. Um, in a country of working breeds this small Terrier is purely a companion dog. The ancestor of the Silky is the large Australian Terrier, a well known and highly accomplished vermin killer. These workmanlike Terriers were crossed with Yorkshire Terriers to produce a small dog who retains much of the same lively, high-spirited, terrier-esque personality. There is also the possibility that Sky Terriers were added into the mix, which could or would account for the uh, the pricked ears as well. So they look very much like a, a Yorkie, except slightly, slightly bigger. Um, are they a good housemate? Well, this is, this is a fun, cheerful, intelligent breed who will work as a watchdog as well as a companion friendly and playful these dogs are devoted to their owners they are however terror terriers at heart and will head off in search of an adventure and to hunt so don't expect a reliable recall if there is anything more exciting to do so they are very similar to my yorkies then um you know when they get distracted they uh yeah they do come back over but they do like to um to have a smell and have a look around for things Um, and be a bit cheeky so it sounds like the silky terror is very similar very similar in looks as well so um, yeah look out for those i've never seen one in this country before well the autumn's definitely here now and the weather's starting to change slightly it's gone from being warm to chilly and and a bit rainy and cloudy in england Um, and also it's only a month away now until halloween and then very closely followed by firework night so as a dog owner, I don't particularly like firework night anymore. I used to like it when my kids were young. Um, but as I've um, become a responsible dog owner over the years and also working with animals as well, I can see how absolutely petrifying it can be for a dog to be dealing with those large bangs that literally come out of the blue. They don't understand that people are having fun watching them and enjoying them. They just hear it as uh, World War Three going off basically and they can't cope with the noises. So um, just to manage noise management really, make sure at home, You, especially if you're going to be going out to watch a display and leaving your dog at home, but even if you're home with them, uh, close the curtains or the blinds so they can't see what's going on outside. Um, Also uh, put some music on the stereo or put the TV up nice and loud so that masks any uh, bangs that are from a distance away. And um, if you are with them, you can obviously reassure them, but the best thing to do is just to keep yourself calm, not worry for the dog. So it actually carries on as though things are normal. That's the best way to do it, rather than sort of really cuddling them, saying, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. That doesn't help because that buys into their fear. So the best thing to do really over over the course of the year is to get them more used to noises like that. You can play CDs or play something loud or just get them used to sounds when they're out on the walk. And um, and eventually they'll desensitise to some of these noises. But unfortunately, firework night is at another level of noise and, and and bangs and crashes. So the best thing, just, yeah, keep those doors shut. Make sure the dog's inside. Nice loud music or TV. Keep them safe in that way. And uh, if you enjoy firework night, have fun. But just bear in mind, the uh, if you're doing one in the garden, the animals around you the wildlife it all gets affected by it and uh, yeah personally I'm not that keen anymore I have to say but yeah um, enjoy if you do like it okay so I don't know if you've ever noticed when you're in the park or walking your dog some other dogs um, really do get kind of um, what we call randy and um, want to mount other dogs whether it be a boy onto a boy or a girl onto a boy dog Um, and this has happened fairly recently a few times for me when I've been out walking other people's dogs for my job and um, I did a little research into it and one of the things that come up there's obviously there might be some uh, psychological uh, reasons in there dominance issues and those things can be thrown in or just pure excitement and and fun and they get carried away to the point where they kind of don't know what to do with it. So that's their release uh, to grab on and and do the, mountain, uh, the uh, mountain pose, just to put it that way. So um yeah, I did a bit more research into it recently and I found out that um certain male dogs, because there's one dog particularly when I'm out, that a couple of my male dogs absolutely will not leave alone. They become obsessed with him to the point where they just want to be jumping on his back the whole time, which is no fun for him, no fun for them, because it's obviously... uh doesn't give them a good run around. So it was really interesting to find out that, that some dogs, when all dogs have anal glands. And when we feed our dogs, if, the, if their stools aren't fairly solid, um, then these anal glands can build up with a really pungent, horrible smell of all the, like, the residue that collects in them. And that can sometimes give the effect and the, and the odour to a male dog of a female dog in season. So it does give some um, answers as to why a male dog will jump on another male dog and not do it to every dog, just to certain ones. So if if a dog's doing more solid um, uh, toilets, then that pushes these glands out as it goes to toilets and keeps their glands a lot more clearer so they don't give off this scent that builds up and builds up in their glands. So if you have got a dog that does get um, a lot of attention from male and female dogs in terms of them trying to mount, It might be worth popping to the vet and having the glands cleared more regularly than normal and see if that works, just as a theory. Obviously, it could be other reasons as well, but that's just another reason that I read up on the other day. So I hope that helps. So we've all got stories to tell when we're out dog walking, haven't we, of uh, things that can happen to us and injuries. And I recently uh, did one of my podcasts and mentioned about how um, people end up in A&E by getting tangled in dogs' collars and getting their fingers broken and all things like that. So um, this uh, last week's been a bit of an adventure. So early last week, um, I was giving Flynn a lovely English bull terrier. He's a big, strong boy, but he's absolutely... He just makes me laugh. He's so funny and so loving. I was giving him a bit of a cuddle, and uh, what did he do he looked up really quick and headbutted me right on the nose which was so painful and it's been like painful all week which is quite funny but at the the time it certainly made my eyes water and uh, he didn't know what he'd done bless his heart but yeah that was that was my first thing of of the week and then um, just a few days after that I had one of the dogs just say hello to me and as it said hello it caught me with its claw on my lip so I've got a nice cut on my lip and uh, so I'm walking around with a, a swollen nose like I've been in the ring with Tyson and a, and a bit of a fat lip and uh, and then yesterday um, the weather totally became autum- autumnal and um, I was out walking uh, the beagles that I look after and we got to a field a little way away from the car and the heavens absolutely opened and then it started thundering and then the lightning started to come down as well which is pretty petrifying we could see it um actually hitting in the fields a little bit away from us which is quite frightening so we uh we got around the fields as quick as we possibly could i tried to keep calm i was getting very stressed about the lightning because it's quite frightening and um The uh, we got back to the cold nice and safely anyway soaking wet I had a wet coat on I was still wearing shorts because I'm trying to keep the summer as long as I can but my the water had run off of my jacket onto my shorts and they were absolutely sopping I could literally wring them out by the time we got back off the walk Um, slipping and sliding everywhere as well so it's been a really interesting week this week as a a professional dog walker so I'm going away tomorrow and I'll be going uh, away with a bit of a bigger nose than normal, a fat lip, and uh, yeah, so it's quite funny. But yeah, I'm sure everybody listening has the same sort of experiences when they're out and about or if they get the odd uh, injury from dog walking as well. But it's uh, it's an interesting uh, profession that I love it to bits, but you can be hazardous sometimes, so be careful out there. (laughs) Okay, I knew you were waiting for them, but here's some of my really bad jokes. What do you think a dog's favorite breakfast is? Pooched eggs. Oh. And also, what is a dog's favorite sound system? A subwoofer. Oh. Okay, thanks for listening to my podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I always try and make it a bit of fun, send some messages in to me by email if you want to tell me a story that I can share or any uh, comments you want to make to pwd1569 at gmail.com and that'd be really nice, Um hope you enjoyed listening, you can listen to this podcast through Google Podcasts, through um, Spotify and various other uh, Anchor um, platforms as well and um hope you enjoy, also I write a blog which is found on www.walkingtoolpets.com you can have a little read of that also I've got an Instagram which is walking tool pets uh, walking dot pets. so you can find me on Instagram and follow the dogs that I uh, walk and look after and have fun with and uh, I'll speak to you again soon have a fantastic October bye